Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by assholeconsulting.com. Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host... Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Good morning. It is the Clary Podcast. How are you kids doing? Hang on, let me grab a soda. <clears throat> let me explain the situation to you. You will find the captain walking down a road in Henderson, Nevada. It's the morning. So the temperatures have not yet reached three digits. Oh, but trust me, it will. It will. And the captain is walking towards the bus. You say, Captain, you are a minimalist. You played your cards right. I saw pictures on the blog of you riding all over the place. Why are you going to go catch the bus? I'm going to tell you why I'm going to go catch the bus. Because it's a freaking deal. It's a deal. I get to pay $5. Or is it three? God almighty, it might even be three. I pay some token amount after I walk the three miles to the bus depot, as they say in British. You will refer to the bar as the supply depot. If anyone knows what movie that's from, I'll be impressed. And for this paltry $3 or $5 sum, it ultimately doesn't matter, this bus is going to haul my ass 15, 20 miles to the airport. Now, I got excited about this. I was very excited about this. Well, I was like, holy cow, I don't have to harass any of my buddies. I don't have to, hey, Matt Baldoni, can you give me a ride? Hey, Tall Sam, can you give me a ride? Tall Sam's a girl, by the way. All I got to do is walk my ass, the better part of three miles, to the bus depot. And then the Nevada state taxpayers will subsidize, because there ain't no way hauling my ass to the airport's going to cost $3. Could cost a lot more than that. The Nevada state taxpayers subsidize my transit to the airport. I walk maybe another mile within the airport to get to the plane where my money, the private sector money, pays to fly my ass back to Minneapolis. In which case, I will be picked up by my nieces, my beloved nieces, or so I hope. It's past your bedtime. Let them stay up. Come on. Come on, let them see Uncle Aaron. Come on, take them to the airport. It's exciting. It's dark out. They're not supposed to be up. Remember that when you guys did that in the 80s? Or the 70s or the 60s? You could go before before diversity said, oh, no, you can't let little kids in the airport. When you know, I remember my, my relatives, my aunt, my grandma, my grandpa. You could go into the airport. This is for you millennial Jet Z kids. You could go into the airport, and you, you didn't have to buy a ticket or nothing. You didn't have to go to security. You just waited for your, you know... Uh, European descendant or African descendant, I'll also point out, relatives to come in and give you a hug because our culture wasn't into, hey, let's go fucking kill ourselves and blow up planes in the middle of fucking air. Anyway, so I'm excited. I get to walk to the bus that will then take me to the airport. And I have the time. People say, Captain, 
Why are you doing that? Oh yeah, Uber only costs $40. What, you ever hear of Uber, Clary? You ever hear of Lyft? I've gone over that before where I talked about idiots who think two $20 bills is cheap. That's why they're poor. That's why they don't have their houses paid off. And they're the exact same idiots. And when I post my pictures of driving across the country, do you know how much $40 in gas gets you on a motorcycle? Do you know how far that gets you? Let me think, $40, uh, let's just assume I was driving in California the entire time, which I wasn't. Let's say $4 a gallon. It was cheaper than that, so the number's going to be more than that. $4 a gallon, uh, $40, uh, that is uh, 10 gallons. The bike gets about, it does get about 50 miles a gallon. Take it 500 miles. That's 500 miles. No, that's not right. I must have done the math wrong. Hang on, let me think about that. $4 a gallon. $40. No, that is right. That is right. 500 miles. Now, that 500 miles, if you do it your own way and you're willing to walk to the bus, you will save yourself and be able to afford yourself a 500-mile bike ride. Unlike you spoiled American cunts who are like, hey man, you know, let's, let's just over it. Let's just over it. I got Lyft, hey Clary. You ever hear of this app? <laughs> you just got a smartphone four years ago. Look at, you could get Uber. You could spend more money that you don't have. <laughs> no way I try and explain, I'm like, yeah, I save I saved $40, guys. You know, that's like that's like three meals, three very nice meals. In the old Cappy land. He's like, yeah, but then you you don't have to walk. Oh, my God, you're walking three miles? What the hell? I, I look at them, I'm like, and they're usually fat and overweight. What's sad? These are a lot of my friends, too. I look at them, I'm like, don't don't you want to, like, kind of thin down? Don't you want to get extra? You even told me one time, and this is not any one person. If anybody who's my friend is listening, I love you guys dearly. But this is not any one of you. This is, sadly, most of you. You all want to go work out. You all want to get exercise. You all want to, you know, get thinner and trimmer. Post the pictures of me on the internet. Hey, did you lose weight? Looking pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's not even called working out. It is, ta- it is called walking to the bus. The three miles. Right now, all my European listeners are like, dude, that's nothing. Three miles. They have to do the math because they're on those faggoty kilometers. That's 8,500,000,000 kilometers. Wow. Clary's walking three miles. But the, the contradiction or the failure of even my smart friends to make the connection. Hey, Clary, for $3, $4, $5. Hang on, can I make this light? Can the captain make this light? The captain's going to make this light. Let's go. There we go. Please, Mr. Garbage Truck, don't run me down. Hey, I'm doing this. I'm not getting a ticket. The failure to connect. The failure to understand. Here's another thing. Opportunity cost. Let's think about this. I'm walking past a golf course that I frequented once. It was all right, golf course. Nothing fancy. I not only paid two rounds of golf. And me taking a nice three-mile walk, I saved myself enough money to afford two rounds, 18 holes, by the way. Remember, the old captain is cheap. He's frugal. 
18 holes of golf at this golf course. Two rounds, 36 holes. With my dad's inherited clubs that cost me nothing. Jeez, Clary, those clubs, oh my God, they're older than you. Yes, yes they are. Am I fucking Tiger Woods? Do I need the latest titanium alloy swingy stick to hit the golfy ball? Do you know that there's idiots that spend $3 on one golf ball? You know, like, and they're not even pros. Some of them obviously are pros, obviously. But there's these guys who fancy themselves pros. And they go swinging. I gotta get, get my game out. At which point it never becomes fun. It ceases being fun. It ceases being enjoyable. And then when you're on the fancy golf courses, of which I've golfed on one, oh my God, do you find their balls? Because it's not worth their time. Now, they don't have a positive net worth. They're uh, paying a mortgage on a McMansion and precious little princesses' student loans for degrees in communications and fashion design. And of course, they got to pay the, the loan on Wifey Poo's Porsche Cheyenne or Cayenne. Uh, but they're so busy, they're so important, they don't have time to go fetch the $3 golf ball. Well, guess who go ferrets it out? Because he ain't got nowhere to be. Good old Claire Mice. I got a nice collection of balls. Let me tell you about my nice collection of balls. My nice shiny collection of balls. <laughs> I won't lie. When I go golf, I always call Chad Elkins board because we got his nickname, the ball polisher. And every, every other uh, hole you go to, there's a ball polisher. I'm like, yeah, I wonder how Chad's doing. And I have saved myself. Now I got four golf bags. Two down south, two up north. Fully furnished with basically a lifetime supply of balls. Half of which are really nice ones. Really good ones. And what are the old Claire Meister? That, that was about, what, four? Let's say the average cost of a ball is a dollar. Oh my God, Aaron, are you calculating the cost of balls? Yeah, it's called math and budgeting and financing, and you guys should try it sometime. Well, where's all the money going? I don't know if there was only some kind of tool like math. Calculate this out, record it. If only we had like maybe a software like yeah, Microsoft Money or, or Excel even. So I got four golf bags. And they are to the brim with balls. There's got to be at least 100 balls each. So we're talking 400 balls. Does the math make right on? Yeah. Yeah, math is right on that. 10 free balls that I find and ferret out waiting for Tilly Magoo to, you know, with her old fart uh, art brigade to swing the clubs. And I go, for, I find at least 10 balls per 18 rounds of golf. I've at least golfed 40 times over my golfing career. <laughs> That's gotta be 400 balls, 100 balls, each bag, probably very likely more. Let's say a dollar a ball, which is a little pricey, you can get them used, but you know, apparently, apparently that's not what, what everybody does. Everybody's gotta get new, we gotta go into Walmart, we gotta go into Target, we all got, you go to the PGA store, and you, you really pay a premium there. These are PGA golf balls, sir. I know it says Nike, but that's no different than, or that's very different than the Nike ball you found for free from Thaddeus McWinthick. He, he left his there because he's too, he's too busy. 
So 400, let's say a buck a piece, $400. Oh yeah, you damn right. You damn right I've come out ahead. All because I'm willing to go sniff around some bushes. All because I'm willing to take this walk, get my exercise in, and not be a fat, lazy, slothful fuck like everybody else. And then there's the deal. There's the deal. I get the deal. Come on, how exciting is that you pay $3 to have the Nevada State income tax payers haul my ass at probably the cost of 5 or 7 or $10? I get my walk in. I get the podcast in. By the time I get to the airport, I can upload this podcast. and uh, Maybe I won't do that. I'll probably save it for Friday. So I don't have to work Friday. You don't work. No, I just work way efficiently. Well, we don't have a real job. You know, you don't have a real job. No, I'm just way more efficient with my time. And it seems I don't have a real job, but that's just because I pack it all in. And so the captain is walking. The captain is enjoying the day. It's not that hot. Hasn't broken uh, three digits yet. I know there's a little coffee store. I'm going to get my coffee that's by the bus stop. I'm going to have and enjoy myself a really nice coffee. I'm going to hop on the bus. Oh, but you're on the bus. Oh, my God. Isn't it like degenerates? I, you know, uh, yeah, if it's like coming from bar time, yeah, it's degenerates. But not 10 a.m. on a Monday morning. <laughs> and Henderson isn't where all the... I'm still trying to figure out why this bus runs this way. There's no real casinos out in Henderson. There's a couple, but this bus doesn't really stop by most of them. It stops at a couple. And it's a very... Boring, safe ride. Air conditioned, by the way. That's the other thing. I don't have to, like, bother my friends. Like, for a while there, I'm like, God dang it. I don't want to do Uber or Lyft. And look at how conditioned you guys have all become. Like, you don't think about the bus or public transportation. You all immediately go to Uber or Lyft. How white of you. <laughs> then the old captain did a little bit of snooping. Started looking around. Captain's browsing history is actually quite dull and boring. Like, hey, wait a minute. There's a bus line. If I hook up here and hook up there, you got a Nevada Transit Pass or whatever they call it. They even got an app. And I purchase it. I show my little UPC code. Hey, come on the bus, Cappy. We'll take you back to your nieces and nephews. Bada boom, bada bing. Sitting there on the bus. Free Wi-Fi get more work done and you guys you fools what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, but then again I don't want to inconvenience my friends I did that enough hey you know it's $40 for an Uber $35 for Lyft depending on the peak takes at least at least knocks out See, I stop looking at things in terms of money. I start looking at things in terms of time. And I also stop looking at things in terms of time for me specifically because often, as you'll find out, when you decide to take a particular course of action, that doesn't mean just your time is involved. Nine times out of ten, you're involving somebody else. So if I need somebody to pick me up, you know, that's, that's almost three hours. By the time they got to drive, pick me up, I'm sitting there waiting... Then they drive us back. That's three hours, at least two hours of your time wasted. 
So why waste your buddy's time? If you all looked, think of the Cappy Capites as a family. Think of us as a family, a finite, though highly num numbered family. And if we all took a little independence and we started thinking, I'm not saying to start thinking like communists, but we all started thinking economically on a macro level. Well, if I require Bill to pick me up here and then Frida to go over there, well, we're wasting, gal darn it, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours. But if I just tweak this one thing, all of a sudden the Cappy Capite family on a macro level, on a nominal level, we're saving ourselves seven, eight, nine hours, just for one hour, just for five minutes of thought. Who was I talking to? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> My buddy who's a cop now, uh, ex-military, and he quoted Pat, and he says, one drop of sweat saves buckets of blood. I'm like, that is brilliant. How come I never heard that before? Everybody picks on the old cat. What are you doing, Captain? Dude, relax. Have a drink. Why are you working? Why are you looking up on your phone? I'm always constantly looking to save time. Just because at that moment, right there and then, I'm not engaged in the talkery about swingy stick and, and broom ball or whatever the topic of conversation is. Does it mean I'm sitting on my ass? When I'm on that little phone of mine or I'm on that laptop of mine in a public place, I am not looking for shoes. <clears throat> it's all about saving time. It's all about investing. It's all about the strategic use and deployment of my time and the current and the future. And so then the payoff comes when the rest of you sheep got to go back to your fucking jobs. You don't even get to go to your jobs first. You got to line up in the fucking queue at the fucking metered ramp. And then queue up to go into the fucking parking lot. And then you walk in, you queue up at the fucking elevator. And then you sit at your desk. And then you're like, oh, how do I, how does Aaron do it? And nobody makes the connection to the mockery and ridicule when the old captain decided to walk three miles and get his walk in, do a podcast, and save himself $40. This is probably, hang on, i scratch my balls. Didn't wear the right box of shorts. This, this episode, you know, Adam Piggott, you know that gay guy over in Holland. Um, he likes to name his episodes. I should probably name this episode the most efficient walk ever, the most profitable walk ever, the most economic walk ever. Because I'm not just <clears throat> walk. I mean, there are three things happening right now, guys. Three, maybe four if I thought about it. I'm getting exercise. I'm doing a podcast. I'm saving $40. Shit, you all had to do anyway. It's almost like you're bending time. I've thought about this because there's always more work to do. There always is. And that's where the captain is at the frontier right now of whatever, philosophical evolution or whatever. When you get more efficient, it's not like there's this finite amount of work that needs to be done and then you call it a day. Like, if you really bust your ass off by the age of 25, you've done all the work you need to do and then you can just coast for the remaining... Oh, 60 years, 70 years of your life. It doesn't work that way. There's always something more to do. Also in part, <clears throat> because the human brain needs something to do. I'd say men more than women. Um, 
women I don't know about. I can't testify to that because I'm not one. But what I found myself doing is I would get through everything on my to-do list. I'd be looking at a blank sheet of paper, technically a piece of paper with items crossed out. Be like, huh, what do I do now? And what I do is I just add more stuff to do. Well, there's always something to do. Well, what else? What else can we do? I can improve a house this way. I can add siding. I can change the oil. And what you find that you do is the concept of warping. If you understand the concept of uh, the sign, the idea between warp and was it hyperspace or something? Warping means you, instead of having to actually travel all the way through space, you bend space, you warp it. So you're going through it at a much faster, you compress it is a better, that's, that's a better way to describe it. You compress it, you compress space. And in the same economic sense, you compress time. If you, look, you're going to live the same 75 years, 80 years of life expectancy I am. What do you do in that time? And then it frees up extra time on the back end if you're very efficient with it. But if you're so fucking stupid to be sitting there watching TV. Oh my God, you people that watch TV. Or you, you watch Ocean's 8. <laughs> you ain't getting those two years of, or two hours of your life back. Three if you include the time you had to spend paying for it. And the time you had to spend driving to it and watching it. The amount of time you'd save. That's what ends up happening. I just compress my work into smaller and smaller amounts of time. Same amount of labor productivity, same amount of economic production, and the same amount of time it takes you to get one hour of work done. You know, let's, let's, I just walked past some, I'm going to assume Mexican laborers, they word Swedish. Honorable. They're working, which can be said more than you millennial pussies in the swip white suburbs. Guys are working. 90 degree day. Going to be 100. But think about that. Manual labor. And look, I know the whole world needs to have ditch diggers. Ha- Not everyone is like you, Claire. I got that. Acutely aware of that. Thank you for reminding me. But what if instead of spending eight hours a day, a day trimming trees or something, you became entrepreneurial. You employed other people. You, you, this is the real word of the meaning, capitalist. Capitalist isn't some dirty Robert Barron with a freaking top hat from 1910 like a Rockefeller. What it means is you employ capital. Capital meaning either money or more commonly, more accurately, would be capital assets. Hey, I got land, labor, and capital, meaning machinery, plants, equipment. And if I assemble these ingredients into a dish called a business, and this business produces on its own, with a little bit of management and leadership for me, more money than I could shit out in a Tuesday, which is a lot. Well, that's, that's a way to make more money. That's, that's the next step up. And I admit, I know, I acknowledge. Most people aren't like that. Most people, they, they just want their paycheck. They don't want to think about it. I don't want to really necessarily call them lazy. I think they just kind of choose. Like, no, I don't want to. I don't want the headaches and hassles of management understood. But I'd say entrepreneurship is a lot easier than slaving away in 102 degrees, hedging bushes and trim 
for a bunch of rich white liberals and the rich white prissy by I guess we're not in the rich white. I mean, where it's white. I don't know. I think about Hang on, let me look. There's an awful lot of foliage and greenery in this neighborhood for being in the middle of the desert. No wonder Lake Mead is so far down. Point being... Oh, hey, a golf ball! Oh, my God! Check this out! Oh, my God! Shit! I am by the... Oh, I found a golf ball! How fucking fortuitous is this? Oh, shit! I'd like to say check it out, but... Oh, shit! That's right, I am by the golf course! Look at this! <laughs> See? How happy... Look! I saved at, what, a buck? I was excited because I found a golf ball. Oh, my God! This is the greatest walk ever. The greatest walk ever. The only lesson I'm pointing out, and a lot of you do appreciate, I'm not, this isn't the Aaron Clary bragging show, although that's all my show really is. I know most of you are not there like, Jeez, Clary, how do you do it? That actually hurts, but I got like friends I actually care about, they like look at me like, how do you do it? It's like, where have you been? Have you not seen me this entire time? Don't you know what, don't you know me? Haven't you seen this? You see me do this day in, day out. How do you make the connection? But you guys, my listening audience, smarter than the average bear, you know it. I don't have to sell you this. But there's no other way to live, guys. There really isn't. You are all going to die. And it's the purity, I guess that's the, the, you know, the alcoholic content of the drink. Do you want watered-down 3-2 beer in your life? Well, you're maybe getting this through. You're maybe getting that through. You're just doing the bare minimum. It's a drink. Or do you want some powerful rubblements where half of it is booze? Do you want the high-octane gas? You're going to drive the same amount of miles. Do you want to drive it fast and fun or slow and shitty? All right, I'm coming up. You say, Aaron, uh, that really wasn't a three-mile walk. You're right, it wasn't. I was having my... Ah, there's another thing. There's another thing. Guess what the captain was doing and he couldn't do it until he was halfway through his walk. I was doing my tooth whitening. I put on the tooth whitening strips. Do you see how productive a walk can be? The most productive walk ever. Fuck that top Tony Robbins fellow and that Ty Lopez guy. Y'all ought to be listening to me. Not listening, y'all ought to be doing what I do. God damn, I'm good looking and smart. All right, that's enough of me bragging. Let me turn this off. We'll probably have another podcast. I'll add another segment to this. Where the hell's the stop button? Oh, there it is. All right, through the wonders of the internet. We're back at the Northern Command. Let's get the sponsors out of the way. The sponsor list that I left on my home computer, that was not on my travel computer. Uh, We could do fan mail. Maybe I'll do fan mail later. I got a lot of it. Um, Patreon.com slash Aaron Clary. Oh, Academic Composition. Okay, AcademicComposition.com. Go there. This is our good friend Alex. If you are looking to write people's papers for them and get paid, do marketing for Alex and get paid from the comforts of your own home and get paid. Uh, and then if you happen to be a student who's like, hey, wait a minute, I'm majoring in choose a real field. I'm majoring in IT. Why am I forced to take feminist studies and how to hate myself? I'm going to pay somebody else to write this leftist Marxist slop for me you can go to academiccomposition.com. We have my Amazon affiliate program. If you guys haven't bought your stuff through uh, an Amazon affiliate program, you should start. 
Not that hard. All you got to do is go to somebody's website. They got a link usually to the Amazon affiliate, a little Amazon banner. You go there and you take an Amazon site. That's how it works over at Cappy Cap. You go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. You look for the Amazon banner. It's right there to the right. It is. It is. Just look. You're not looking. Click on that first because you go straight to Amazon. They don't know where you came from and I don't make no commission. You pay nothing more. So if you get into the good habit, and that's what it is. It is a good habit. I need people to get into the habit of going there all the time. I've had people, oh, man. I mean, one time, man, I spent like $10,000 on Amazon. I, I wish I, I kept remembering to go there. It's like, yeah, that's only $700 to me. What, what do I care? <laughs> so if you could get into the habit of going to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com and then clicking on the banner, I'd appreciate it very much. Uh, InvisibleHandFashion.com, born out of the frustration from the inability of idiot workers in a large leftist shithole to understand basic logic, Invisible Hand Fashion serves up cold hard facts in both snarky and subtle forms. Basically, this is kind of a merch site. Go to InvisibleHandFashion.com, kind of like Adam Smith, not Adam Piggott. And uh, he's got shirts and coffee mugs and all that, and it basically makes fun of leftists. It's got some charts, but my favorite one is the uniforms of different types of majors. So there's a chemical engineering major, there's a computer programmer, he's got glasses, there's a scientist, he's got a lab coat, and there's liberal arts, and it's a green Starbucks smock. I thought that was very funny. So check him out there. Steve's Jerky, go to facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky. He's, uh, I didn't, um, he's not one of the regular sponsors, but I'm going to throw it in there anyway because uh, I guess Beckloff and Matt Forney are huge fans of it, and they sing the praises of it. Plus, I'm always helping out entrepreneurs. Uh, so go to facebook.com slash Steve's Jerky if you like beef jerky. Uh, new sponsor, relatively new. <clears throat> Been me and a sponsor this guy or plug him a lot. Got to get the video together too. Bozeman's.com. You say, Aaron, what's Bozeman's? Is that like Bozeman, Montana? No, it is not. He might live there. I don't know. But Bozeman's.com, that's a shoe site uh, for uh, predominantly men, but if you if you have larger feet, he's got a half-off page. So here's the website, bozemans.com slash product-category slash half-off slash page slash two slash. Uh, I'll probably put that up on the linkage on my website one of these days. But he's basically, it's it's if you got large feet and you're a guy, um, he's got Nike and everything else. So take a look at that. Or just go to bozeman.com in general. Bozemans, plural, bozemans, B-O-S-E. M-A-N-S dot com. He just had a little bit of extra inventories. He's got his half off sale. So check that out. XYZ, not ZZ. Why? Because when you go south of the equator, they all say Z down in Oz. Or they say E's. XYZ dot net dot AU. That is the Red Pill website of our good friends down in Australia. MTFUnow.com. When we started our brand, we just wanted to sell cool t-shirts and hoodies. But the brand quickly became something more than just another apparel brand. It became a symbol of people who are fed up with the direction our country is going. MTFU is about taking responsibility for your decisions and actions. MTFU is about standing up for what you believe in despite what other people think. MTFU is about being the person you were meant to be instead of what other people want you to be. It has nothing to do with gender, race, or economics. It has to do with living your life to your potential and helping others around you do the same. Lifting each other up instead of tearing each other down. We promise to do our part but we'll need your help to change the world. Please help, please help us by joining the MTFU revolution by going to mtfunow.com. You say, Aaron, what's MTFU? Well, that means man the fuck up. That's what that means. Helmets to hardhats.org. For those of you who are listening or looking to hire uh, soldiers and other military, you know, not just soldiers in the Army, but Marines, Navy, 
and uh, sailors. Sailors is Navy. Was the Air Force? Airmen. Airmen is the Air Force. Go to helmetstohardhats.org and list your uh, jobs there. And hey, if you happen to be in the military, you're looking for a job, go to helmetstohardhats.org and go start working the constructions and the trades, which beats an office job any day. You can always you can always go work an office job, guys, when you're old and in your fifties. Then you could become an accountant or go into management or something like that. But I, oh, the years I wasted sitting in front of a computer screen when I could have met a met a DNR agent went golfing um, a couple days ago. No, yesterday went golfing yesterday before it got insanely hot. Where it is now officially hotter in the Northern Command than the Southern Command. Uh, I was just talking to him. I'm like, God oh, dang, that's what I should have done. I should have gone and become a DNA. He gets to go, he's like Parks and Rec. He gets to go hike and all this stuff and all that. And I think he hunts. I didn't ask him if he hunts. I'm like, dang, that's what I should have done. Go work for the National Park System or something. Become a park ranger. Instead of one of the old farts that, you know, you get promoted based on seniority, not whether you can actually go hike a, hike a mountain, not whether you can hike over into uh, the Badlands. Yeah, I could actually do it. I could actually, hey, someone needs to get rescued. Hey, unlike you, old baby boomer fucks, I could actually go rescue these people because I'm in shape and young. Uh, then we got my books, Reconnaissance Man, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. If any of you happen to be black yourself and male and you're in poverty, and the fourth qualification is you want to get out of it because if you want to stay poor, then this book isn't for you. You'd be wasting your time. Or if you happen to know somebody like that, get The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. It will do more. I'm, I'm deadly serious. I'm not even joking. This will do more to get you out of the, out of poverty than the uh, Democrat Party ever did, ever, ever. There was the the Civil War that the Republicans fought. By the way, I don't don't mean to confuse people with history. So that was like a really big thing. Hey, we got rid of slavery. This would be the second best. Well, okay, never mind. People would probably say the Civil Rights Movement. That's let's well, dunk. That will uh, bunk this down to third. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, the Civil War and the Civil Rights Movement. This is a distant third because the Democrats haven't done jack all to get you guys out of it. So take a look at that. The black man's got out of poverty. Bachelor pad economics, that's for everybody out there. Uh, tends to be for men, thus the bachelor pad. But girls, if you like math and reality and empiricism, you actually want to improve your lives instead of just complain about it. <laughs> oh, I'm so funny. Um, you can read this book too. I know that we all always bust your girls' balls out here. Uh, some of you did read it. Some of you do love the old captain. But you girls are a precious few. We have Worthless, the Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. We have a day and a half left of Worthless Degree Awareness Month. That's June. And then I bet you fall of 2018, there will be record numbers of kids attending college. And they'll all be majoring in worthless crap. So send it to a kid you got going off to college. It's not too late. You say, well, they've already determined their college and their major. It's like, yeah, their first year is going to be wasted having classes that have nothing to do with their major. You got time. Give it to the kid. We have Enjoy the Decline. That's accepting living with the death of the United States. Curse of the High IQ. That's for all you people who are smart, and that means all of you who are listening right now. Please get that book. That one, I think, has made people the happiest. I know Bachelor Pad Economics... Is probably the most practical. Uh, well, I guess Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty is, is even more precise because it, it targets a very specific and unique audience. Um, but Curse of the High IQ is the ones that made people happy. We're like, oh my God, I'm so right. I never knew. You're right. Uh, poor Rich's Retirement, that's for all of you 
who are looking to retire, but you don't have enough money saved up, review them online. Even if, you, if you've bought them already, please give them a review online. Curse of the High IQ is almost at 200 reviews. That's awesome. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, and just tell people about it. That's all you got to do. I very much appreciate it. We have other people's books, Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill by Adam Pickett. Of who, there was a little bit of smack talking during my motorcycling adventure. I went and visited Atham. You guys know Atham. He's the one I always tell to look up maps because he's, he's very confused about directions. And um, I was crashing with them. I said, where's the shower? The shower's over there. And so I go in. And what is sitting on the top of the toilet bowl, the back part there, except for a bar of Irish, Irish Spring still in the box. I'm like, ah, Atham got me a box of Irish Spring. How cool is it? And sure enough, his girlfriend had a ton of oils and, and baubles and frilly stuff and lotions and softeners and hardeners and medium sizers and all that other stuff. But there was shampoo and soap right there, as it should be in America. And uh, I was like, oh, man, Pig would be all, all upset about this. And so... Uh, I said, hey, did you get, thanks for getting me this. I, I didn't get that for you. I said, what do you mean you didn't get this? You didn't get it because you listened to me ripping on Piggott because he didn't like Irish Spring? He's like, no, I love Irish Spring. That's my favorite soap. I'm like, well, it's even better. He says, oh, yes, Piggott. He says, Piggott's a bigot <laughs> when it comes to Irish Spring. So it's Piggott the bigot because he doesn't like Irish Spring soap. That's, oh, yeah, we're laughing at that one. That was a good time. Ended up hanging out with a bunch. Seth Himes, he was an advertiser on the show. Met another fan, can't mention who. Pain in the ass kid. Kind of like this little sister I never had. He's like, hey, you're all right. Get out of here, you little rapscallion. Uh, what else we got? We got uh, Asshole Consulting. If you guys need help, come talk to America's older brother over at assholeconsulting.com. Also, check out the website, olderbrother.com. Well, we have a new podcast going on. There is an archive. The website, admittedly, is very minimalistic. It needs work. I know, guys. I know. Um, did, I think, 3,500 miles on the bike. Went up to Chinook Pass. Dealt with snow. I dealt with all the weather except for basically hail or tornadoes. That's about all I didn't deal with. There was cold. There was wind. There was snow. There was hot. Oh, my God. The last jaunt. I thought. I thought June... You know, most of the country would be warm. Nope. Once I got north of Reno into eastern Oregon on the way to Boise, uh, that got chilly. High Plains Desert. And it was like 35. I was originally going to go to Salem, Oregon to visit some friends, but they were going to get snow in some of the passes, so I had to divert. And then I got rained on by Cleelum, and between Cleelum and Yakima on my way to Leavenworth, Washington, D.C. Atham, look it up. No, I'm sorry, Washington State, not Washington, D.C. And then it was all right, a little bit cloudy in the Pacific Northwest. That's all right, you can understand that. Chinook Pass was was snow, just snow all over. Uh, and I got down to Reno. That was a nice drive. It was all right um, from Salem to Reno. But then Reno to Vegas, all the, and Vegas got hit with a heat wave, like 107 and I, I'm on the stretch of Highway 95. If you look at a map and you go immediately to the north and the west from Las Vegas, you'll see Death Valley is there. And I'm following the highway that's basically the main route to Death Valley. It's not in Death Valley itself. It was still like 6 degrees warmer in Death Valley, but it's still like 103 and 104. 
And it didn't matter. Like, you could take your zipper down. You could throw the, the shield up. It wouldn't matter. It's just this blasting of furnace hot air. It wasn't until I stopped in Amargosa or Amargosa Valley, bought a bunch of ice waters and just put it in my jacket. And then it was all right. But, yeah, I was close to getting uh, heat stroke there. That was, that was not good. Um, but yeah, that was that was not a comfortable ride, not a comfortable ride. Don't know what it has to do with older brother, but uh, oh, that's what I was gonna say. Yes, I've been very busy driving across the country, playing catch up, battling scorpions. Like I got to tell you that story when I when I finish up with this. But and then uh, and then I was like, you got to hop on the plane. The first segment of which you heard before. The League of Extraordinary Podcasters, check out 405media.com, financialsurvivalnetwork.com, Kanto Talk on blogtalkradio.com, O'Shea Jackson on um, well, YouTube, that's where he is, Economic Invincibility, also on YouTube, Jim Fear at 138.blogspot.com, also if you're looking for someone to do some voice work, he's always for hire, tjmartinell.com with the Mountain Pass Podcast, Small Scale Life with our good friend Tom, Tom's going to talk like NPR, Mr. Rogers, about trees. Do you like trees? Yes, trees. They blow in the wind and sometimes they have leaves. I love trees. World Class Bullshitters on YouTube.com. Rich Cooper over at Entrepreneurs in Cars. He's over on YouTube.com. Uh, podcast.michaelkingswood.com slash RSS if you're listening. If you're looking for some fictional work. He's the only non-communist science fiction writer in the world. Only one. The only one. That's Michael Kingswood. So if you like science fiction, but you're sick and tired of these Star Trek commies, yeah, we we have we eliminated poverty in the 22nd century. You did not. What did you kill all the leftists? Did you ban uh, uh, sociology majors? What did you do? <laughs> there would be a lot of corpses if you got rid of poverty, man. Because people choose it. Let's be very clear. People choose it. Nine out of ten times, each. A lot of times they don't. A lot of times they're born into it. A lot of times, uh, truly bad things befall people, I understand, and that's that's where even the old captain would help. But the oops, I forgot how dick and penis worked and how semen and eggs work, and oh my god, I got kids, who knew? I didn't know there was this whole nine-month period that I, I had a choice, according to law at least anyway, especially if you're a leftist variety, to get an abortion, even though I may not agree with it, but you do have that right. You, you couldn't figure that out in nine months. You choose poverty. You choose your English degree. You choose to have illegitimate children. You choose to have children you can't afford. You choose to do drugs. You choose to do stupid shit. You choose to spend more than you make. You choose poverty. And then, uh, oh, Doc, uh, safetyphd.com, Dr. David Perodin. He'll be on the Older Brother podcast this Tuesday. Oh, it's good to be back. Oh, it's good to be back. I got my regular microphone. Although I was pissed, I um, I was looking uh, very forward. Well, let me tell you one of the few things I look forward to. I have been meaning for years to get a new camcorder. That's how busy things are, and I won't lie to you. I also force myself to have fun. Well, I go, you're golfing all the time or riding motorcycles. Yeah, you must be really busy. Yeah, I'm busy having fun. And everybody down the road, maybe one of these days I'll write an article about it. But you, you have to force fun into your life because you get to the survival mode and I got a work mode and then you forget to have fun and then you're at the dead mode. And right before you're dead, you're like, oh, crap, why don't I have a fun mode? 
So I take fun and adventure just as seriously as I do work. And they battle it out. They battle it out. Right now, I'm a minimalist. I don't need a ton of money. And, you know, the camera I got works. So, <clears throat> But it is very low quality. And I had to do the research. It's just standard definition. It's not even the 720 DP or 1080 or whatever. So I spent, when I was sitting at a buddy's place, you know, they, they go to bed early because they're a, a responsible family. So I had, I had time, you know, an hour or so. And I'm just researching a camera. So I spend at least an hour and a half researching cameras. And I start with best cameras for YouTubers. And the consensus kind of is that it's this, there's several of them. They're DSLR types, but then the, the, one of the more popular ones was the Nikon or Nikon D3300. It's got this resolution. It's got that resolution. Um, it does the thing and it does the stuff. I'm like, perfect. I'll figure it out. And so uh, I wasn't going to order it while I was overseas, overseas, out of, out of uh, Minnesota. But when I got back, one of the first things I wanted to do was order this camera. I rarely order myself very nice things. Now, I'll treat myself to more like events. You know, okay, I'll go on motorcycle rides, obviously picked up golf. I'll go hike. That's not really expensive. Sometimes you got to spend a lot of gas to get to where you want to go to hike. But it's, that's kind of a, a, a cheaper hobby. Uh, and then, um, what else? Oh, I'll fly to places. I'll, I'll spend them. But I don't really buy a lot of things. In part because I like to have a very decluttered house. There's really no reason to, to have like a, a lot of stuff. Never understood people that had. I had. I had a guy who had six televisions in his house. I'm like, what in hell's name, man? Why do you have six televisions in your house? And there's only three people living in it. So like, you'd have to be watching two TVs at the time to fully occupy them. So I'm looking forward to this. I look forward to picking. I'm like, okay, I get a nice camera. I'm going to get a nice camera. Not the greatest. I'm. You could, God almighty, looking at some of these prices, you can easily drop four grand on a camera if you want. This one was 350 bucks. You know, uh, you know, on the cheaper side, but certainly, yeah, that's 350 bucks. So I'm like, oh, I get a new camera. I'm going to have higher quality video. I wait till I got back to put the order over on the Amazon affiliate program. I can't use my own Amazon affiliate program. I use the great ones over at the sinlibsoch.com. Sinlibsoch.com, not the sinlibsoch.com. Be prepared to disagree with him. He, he has definitely some things I disagree with as it pertains to the ladies and the races, let's just say. Um, but I went to his Amazon affiliate program because you can't use your own because then they know when you're doing that. Uh, trust me, I've tried. And I'm like, oh boy, I can't. it was like Christmas time. Like the, the Amazon packages are now the new... Uh, Wrap Christmas gifts under the tree. It's at the doorstep. You get that little bit of endorphin rush. Like, ah, oh, goodies for me. And you know what it is. It's not like it's a surprise, but you're still excited to see it. You, you get that little jump. Like, people are happier to see the UPS man than they were in days past. And I open it up, and there it is. And here's the stakes. A nice camera. It's got a lot of weight to it. It fits on my tripod that I can use. And I take my old camera off. I put the new camera on, figuring it out, charging up the battery. And I don't, I want to give you the shortened version because I don't want this to last forever because I could go into the details of everything that was wrong with it, which is everything was wrong with it. Uh, it, it is not intuitive to use. Uh, the, it doesn't immediately save to the SD card. You got to learn how to, it's like having a nuclear missile launcher. You got to learn a whole new system here. And uh, <clears throat> I'm just looking at it. I look at my cam car. I'm like, now I know. Now I know. 
I put in the SD card, I turn it on, and press the button, and it records. Then I press the button, it stops. This thing has this automatic autofocus, like an auto autofocus. Autofocus, you don't have to do anything. But the auto auto, you have to turn the auto on so it autofocuses. And then you put in the SD card, it doesn't record directly there. How can I throw it onto my laptop then or my computer to edit the, you know, put the advertisements that I do on? But the, the thing that, that just was a joke, and I want to hunt these people down who said like, oh yeah, this is a this is the best camera for, for web or vlogging or YouTubing. It only records 20 minutes. I was like, no, this has got to be a setting. I got to be able to boost that up. Nope. Either, now, there's two different philosophies. The more more believable one was that there's a trade agreement between Japan and the rest of the world or wherever this camera came from uh, that it can only record 20 minutes. Other people are saying the DSLR technology, I don't know what that is. They just, oh, I've got DSLR technology. I'm like, good, does it have 1080 resolution? Because that's all I really care about. They're saying it overheats over 20 minutes. I'm like, why, why even put the, don't. Don't even have this thing as a, as a camcorder. Don't say you can do blogging or YouTubing with this. This is 20 minutes. Half my videos I wouldn't be able to do. And I was so pissed. I was Because already the day had had a bunch of hiccups. I do not like having my day have hiccups. If I can get a streak, a good, good seven days of a streak going where there's no hiccups, I'm in a great mood because I am so productive. I get so much done. So I was going to go change the oil. The bolt had been stripped. Couldn't get it off. I was down there, and I'm like, forget it. I've wasted too much time just taking in. The guys over at the oil change place were kind enough to give me a new uh, bolt to fit in. <clears throat> I said, what is it? They said, it's 13. I said, 13? That's that's not a Japanese car. It's like, it's all metric. Now I'm like, you're kidding. He's like, no. So I think I got a 13-millimeter wrench. So next time I'll be able to change it. Unless those assholes put it on with pneumatic drill, and now I need... Herculean strength to get it off. So that threw off for a loop. There was a bee infestation in my basement. I don't know how they got underground. I do not know how the bees got underground. But after, and I had to battle the scorpions when I got back from my motorcycle ride, which again, I'll tell you later, but now I come back, there's bees. Not a lot, only five of them. I'm pro bee. I like bees. They've never really bothered me. But I'm like, you can't be here, guys. Sorry. You're like illegal aliens. You're not supposed to be here. I don't care how much honey you're making. Get out. So I sprayed for them, and they're thankfully gone. And then this thing. Well, I've spent, I spent at least an hour and a half on it. You get it? I'm dicking around with it for a goddamn hour. Getting pissed off every minute that goes by because, like, I had stuff to do. I could have been recording. This is not as easy as they said it was. No, it's not because I'm old. This thing is an over-engineered piece of shit. Then when I find out there's no way to overcome the 20-minute thing, you can't rework it. There's no hardwire fix or firmware fix. Or if there it is, it's some nerd who assumes you have your triple doctorate in computer hacking. Just starts off with it. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait. What's that first thing you said? Install Linux? Why do I have to install Linux? What's going on? It's this 10-hour process. Like, you know what? I don't have the time. They always start. It's very simple. No. No, it's not. And then I'm like, once I found out that they had the 20-minute limit, I was like, God damn it. Because now I get to return it. And I've, I've known this. I know this. Anytime you get some new piece of equipment, you save all the bags. You open up the box real nice. You make sure you don't tear anything. You don't tear it up like when you were a little kid. Because about four out of ten times, 
there's going to be something missing or something's not right. Or they just lie to you and said this is a great thing that would work great for blogging. So I put everything back in its little bag, tucked it all in with the bubble wrap. Go online. I got to search online. How do you return? First time I've ever had to return something at Amazon. How do you return something at Amazon? Apparently, you go online. You click the thing on your account. They print off a, a, a label. And thankfully, I've had some duct tape or masking tape that's clear. That I could put it on. And I just basically shipped it right on. Now, I got to go to UPS. Three hours of my day gone. Four if we include me dicking around with the truck. And there was something else that was the hang-up. Oh, it's like 106 degrees here today and humid in Minnesota. And so I finally catch up. I'm just, I might just be able to get under, under the wire. The GF is coming back. Got to get all this done. Got to go to the gym. And oh, yep, the camera. Now that's exactly what I want. I want to dick around with this camera. So the uh, camcorder quality is going to suck. I got a Logitech webcam. I got that for playing Dungeons and Dragons. And when I was at the gym, I was looking around on the interwebs to see if there's a way to film higher quality video with that. And I guess there is. So maybe that's a cheap fix. But honestly, right now, I'm, it's, it's not the cost. It's not the cost. It's the time. I don't have the time. I don't want to sit there and look at 80,000 YouTube tutorials that never get to what you want it to. They never get to it, and if they do, it's five minutes after some bullshit rock and roll, hip-hop, techno crap music they put with some shitty after Bob's computer hut. Uh, hey, this is Bob. All right, man. Um, so, you know, the, we're going to go and learn how to install a new hard drive. Now, a hard drive is this uh, thing inside your computer, and uh, you're going to have to take off these bolts, so you're going to need these tools, and I've set up this tool, this is, and they go into this. I say, dude, just show me. Auto mechanics is the same thing. Hey, this is so, it's such and such. I don't care. Start now. Skip it. What, what do you, where's the first bolt? What, what panel do I take off? Do I have to remove the seat? What am I doing? I don't care who you are. I already have the tools right here. Just show me what I got to do. And it's the same thing with these reviews. Hey, today we're going to review. I know what you're reviewing. It says in the fucking title. Hang on, that reminds me. That was another thing This I, I put together my list. It needs a flip screen, flip screen. So this big fancy camera I got didn't have a flip screen. So you can't tell if you're in, if you're in it. You can't tell if you're being filmed. What a piece of shit. Oh, all right, let's do one news thing. Hang on, wait, the GF texted. Maybe she's... She's always late. Hang on, let me see. Are you coming home? Are you still at work? See, if she's still at work, then I could do a longer segment. Are you still at work? Hopefully she is. You guys ever get that? Ah, I hope that I hope the wife, the missus, doesn't come home soon. Not because like you're you got some kind of like paramour on the side. You're just like I'm in the middle of shit. Don't walk through that door. <clears throat> Again, why back in the olden days, men had dens. And you did not enter your father's den. I, my dad never had a den. He did have an office at the church. And you were not supposed to go over there. 
I could understand. Now that I think about it, now that I think about it, that was a nice setup. It was complete. He, he might have been slyer than I thought. Because a lot of, let me not bore you with the world of church. Um, you got the church, but you're not supposed to live in the church. So there'd be a, a rectory or a housing, a small little house nearby the church that usually, this is the same thing with priests, uh, usually is, is part of your compensation. You get to live on the campus. So you get to live in this house and the church is right over there. And so the church had that nice church smell. It was old. It was very well kept. Uh, the lighting was very nice. Um, it, was, it was a nice piece of architecture, especially on the inside. So it was a nice building. But then he had this office, man, and it had windows. You don't think about when you're a kid, but it's removed from the house. Like you are, you are in a completely separate building. The wife can't get at you. Even if you have a den in your house. The, the wife could still knock on the door. The kids could still bang around. You could kind of say, this guy had a completely separate building at least 400 yards away. It wasn't, wasn't nearby. And then in that, he had his own office. By God, he could have just gone there and, and chilled out. Could have had a, snuck a little bottle of booze in there anytime the, the old pastors come in. I don't know what the... I've never understood the uh, management or the ranking of Protestant, uh, Protestant churches. Um, there's not like a pope. There's no one leader, which is why I guess a lot of these uh, Protestant churches keep splintering off and forming different sub-religions within it. But yeah, now I think about my old man, he had this setup. Because even when, even when I get my own little office, I want to get my den. I know that there's still, she's going to be there. She's going to be in the house and you can't kick her out because she'll probably have keys. She knows where you live. You can drive them out, drop them off. They always find their way back home somehow. Oh, no, I can't. That was the way. Dang it. Dang it. That much. I got to ask him about that. I got to say, hey, did you, did you enjoy that? It must have been nice. <laughs> now he's all like, yeah, it was... <laughs> God bless her. My mom's a wonderful woman. Oh, but yeah, typical. I just called her up one time and standard mom. Told me this story that could have been told. You know, there was details, but I didn't need the Indiana Jones version. Um, And it did. It was painful and it took about 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, did the person get back in time? Yes, she did. Good, Mom. I say, you want to talk to your stepfather? I'm like, sure, put him on. So my, my old stepfather comes on. <laughs> He's very dry with his humor. And, and I said, boy, I thought you would have been dead by the time Mom finished that up. And he, he had to laugh at that one. <laughs> Is there another woman? No, you just drive us fucking nuts. Go away. And the hell if I want another woman around, I want to be left alone. Just let me, just let me get my own thoughts. Just let me be in my own head. Oh, darn it, she hasn't texted back. I bet you that means she's on her way. Ah, oh, darn it. Okay, I better finish this up. All right, let me... There were some shocking news events. Not shocking like uh, shootings or anything like that. Oh, I guess that did happen too. Um... 
where do I want to start? Where do I want to start? Um, you know what? I'm going to save the ghosting one for the Older Brother podcast. An article came out. I'm sure many of you saw it about how employers are now shocked <clears throat> that uh, that people are ghosting at work. They're just not showing up. I love. I just love how these baby boomers and now older Gen Xers. I admit Gen Xers are now management and how you treated... Millennials, but I also say Gen Xers like crap. You also didn't train them. You also didn't teach them any work ethic. And now you're surprised they're just not showing up for work. That is so, it is so good. But like I said, we'll talk about that later. Family or Korea? This is from CNBC. Uh, written by Sarah Berger. Building a career is more of a priority than having kids, say single American women. Family or career, four times more single American women are prioritizing building a professional career than having kids. We could stop, stop right here. This is what I was concerned about. We don't have empirical proof. <clears throat> we didn't know how to keep the finger on the pulse, get reports from the field. Is this, is this? I think this is what's going on. Now we got the proof. According to a new study conducted by creative marketing agency Hill Holiday and its research marketing company Origin. So to answer a lot of your young boys' question, I get, I'm getting this question that comes up in discussion a lot. It's like, heck, me and TJ even talked about it. I'm like, I'm getting the distinct impression these girls do not even want to get married. On a nominal level, yes. Somewhere in their life plans, they intend to get married. That's their plans. Like someday I intend to, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, go, go to Disney World or something. I don't know. It's on there, but I probably won't make it. It's not that high on the priority list. The only problem between a woman getting married and having kids... Why does this even mention marriage or is it just having kids? I guess it's above having kids. The husband isn't even mentioned in that. Um, but unlike having kids, I can go to Disney time anytime I want. Pretty much up until I'm dead. Uh, the study reached the modern independent woman included a quantitative survey fielded from single men with no children and never married, single women with no children married, never married, and married women, as well as a qualitative focus groups comprised of similar demographics is based on the views of 1,217 correspondents between the ages of 30 and 45. Oh my God! This isn't even the young ones. I can... A lot of you guys are all about, they've got to get the women, if they want to have kids, they've got to start when they're young, the body starts telling you that at the age of 13, or blah, blah, blah. and I understand that, but I don't know, your, your teens and your early 20s, I think, should be kind of getting some kind of education or training or established in the world. Uh, so I could see where, I thought that's what this was going to be about, that there'd be girls like in their, you know, 24, 25 Fresh out of college, want to get their career established. Again, not against it. This is this is in the ninth inning. This is women 35 and 45 or 35 to 45. 30, it's kind of like, yeah, it's the fifth inning. 45, that's bottom of the ninth. Two outs, nobody on base. And a, and a, full, uh, a full walk. Was it a full count? For single women, the top three priorities, in fact, had nothing to do with marriage or family. Okay, it's proven it, guys. It's proven what I said. 44% of single women respondents rank living on your own as their number one priority. 34% ranked establishing career as the top priority. Living on their own. Are you saying women between 30 and 45 aren't living on their own and that's a priority that they have yet to accomplish? Or they just want to continue living on their own? 
That's some might seem more of like a, you know, a 22-year-old who freshly graduated from college. Oh, I got to get all my folks this place. 34% ranked establishing a career as their top priority. And 27% ranked financial security as most important. Well, I mean, aren't those all kind of solved by establishing a career? Oh, that's right. You guys work in the nonprofits. It's separate issues. Uh, <clears throat> life milestones ranked in order of priority by single women. 44% living on your own, establishing a career, financial security. Getting married is number four. Getting promoted to work is number 12. Moving to a new state and or country. Having children. Having children ranks right up there with buying your dream car and planning for retirement and buying a house. Look at how warped your priorities are. And I'm not saying there's right or wrong answers, but there is a a triage. Buying a home, planning for retirement. And you guys are more concerned about travel. I want to travel. Single women getting married was the number one priority for only 20% of survey respondents. Oh, hang on. I'm going to call here. All right, that was a good call. The, the GF ain't going to be back for a bit. I got enough time. I'm in no rush. Uh, followed by 12% who said getting promoted at work and 10% who said moving to a new state and or country. Probably do avoid paying off your student loans. <laughs> Have you guys heard about that? Girls bragging about going overseas or overseas and they're talking about how they moved overseas so they can hang out. Let me see if I can't find that. Might as well look that up now. That one's been more common on the old captain's radar. I've gotten, gotten the 411 on that. Uh, overseas student loans. Oh. There's already an article written about how it doesn't work. <laughs> Debt dodgers, meet the Americans who moved to Europe. And there's another article. Ah, eh, you know what? Maybe I'll look at this. Went AWOL on their student loans. Yeah, so this is happening. Why is this guy saying it's not going to happen? During the Vietnam War, it's estimated that about 40,000 American men dodged the draft and fled to Canada, leaving behind family, friends, and a chance to ever return without facing severe criminal penalties. Those conditions weren't lifted until a decade later when an official pardon for President Carter allowed all draft dodgers <clears throat> to return to U.S. soil. In 2016, there's a similar trend emerging. Recent college graduates facing massive student loan debt are fleeing abroad to Europe, mounting a personal exodus to avoid paying off their student loans. But yeah, but it never gets forgiven, and it gets... It gets accrued. It accrues interest at an exponential rate because none of you idiots understand compound interest. Uh, only problem, those draft, just like those draft dodgers in the 1960s, uh, that can spell major problems for their finances and even their freedom. Da, da, da. Student loan attorney quoted the article, many borrowers have because they may perceive more opportunities. $40,000 in debt. One one forty five is student loan. Pulling stakes and move to Germany. Little do they know, like living overseas is going to cost you a lot more. They start calling parents, grandparents, and my employers. Student loan, resigning another country, earning income in a foreign company, and not collecting U.S. taxes and loan. Yeah, uh, the government could technically not pursue you, but like grad Zoe back at home. 
the lenders began coming after her family. Well, if they co-signed it, just one of the many. Okay, here, here's why you can't escape the student loans overseas. Your student loans won't go away. All right, we knew that. Your credit will take a big hit. Big hit. Uh, we had that one client who says, what if I just pay cash for the house, which is true. You may lose most of your U.S. financial privileges. Right? What is this? Dodging your student loan debt may prevent you from taking advantage of financial rights and privileges if you ever plan to move back to the United States uh, after a stint in some far corner of the world. If caught, the IRS may come after you for your unpaid debts. If you come back home and find a job, you might even have your wages garnished towards your student loans, the result of tougher government statutes to keep borrowers accountable. Not only that, the great one himself, Sinlib Sosh, I think his latest podcast, he was reading an article where these two baby boomer putzes uh, had jobs and they signed out the dotted line for their daughter to go to some worthless school for some worthless degree. They lost both their jobs, let it accrue from 50000 to 90000 and now their social security is getting garnished. <laughs> you may have to resort to using only cash, right? Your family may have to shoulder the burden of your student debt. Uh... Yeah, your co-signers, if your parents co-sign the loan. I know a lot of you parasites and cowards fleeing are, are not uh, not aware of what a co-signer is. Oh, here, Modern MGTOW. That's the name of the guy in the comments section. I also left the United States and know I have no intention of paying back my student loans. After working my ass off for years to get a computer engineering degree, a master's of computer science information, I have about 8,000 in loans. If I started to have a decent career and in income, then I started to notice I couldn't keep a dime because all my money was paid in taxes. Well, you voted for, you know, probably Donald, or, uh, Obama. After that, I got divorced. The family court did not take into account my student loans with calculating massive online going payments with the ex-wife. Then attempting to pay student loans was the final nail in the coffin. I was going to live the rest of my life as a wage slave in America, so I just left the country. Most Americans get jobs teaching English. I'm left. Yes, none of these guys care that they just stole money. That's that's the thing. They just don't care. All right, that has nothing to do. So where did the original article go? And those are guys. It's not just girls taking off. That article had predominantly men. Uh, just 6% said buying a home was number one. Single women also expressed that 10 years from now, their top three professional priorities would be work-life balance, getting promoted, and increasing income. Meanwhile, 10 years from now, the top three personal priorities for single women were listed as travel. Ha <laughs> ha! There it is, travel. Getting married and owning their home. So if I do the math, on the early end, these gals, because they're between the ages of 30 and 45, 10 years, they're going to be looking to get married at 40? They're not even mentioning kids here. And then home ownership, after you've wasted two decades on rent, admittedly, I know there's cases for renting. So that's, that's you're 40 on the young. If you're 45 and you're saying 10 years, you're going to be 55. You're not going to have kids. You'll be in menopause by that time. Did, didn't we, wasn't sex ed mandatory or did the girls just tune out on the, on the menopause thing uh, because it was so far down the road? I mean, I know I zonked out on some of those things like, oh, perpetuates do this, and, and this type of drug does that, and we had drug education. I'm like, all right, just can I just go with the policy of don't do drugs? Can I just go with that policy? And I, I still don't know what speed or a barbiturate is. And I'm wondering, is the same thing happened? I mean, do girls really believe that they think they're going to be able to have kids forever? 
Because again, the corroborating evidence, you know, this article is an example of where I didn't have proof. I just had circumstantial evidence, anecdotal evidence, where people are like, yeah, they're not, they're not, I don't think girls are really interested in dating guys at all. Uh, I I don't think they're interested in certainly not having kids. And I'm like, okay, I can see that. There's the evidence that everything's career focused and they're taught that feminist stuff over there. And when you ask them out, and okay, I get, but. But um, even hearing about dating horror stories from some of the younger men out there, I was like, I am, I'm wondering if they even want to, if they're even aware. And now you get the empirical evidence here. No, here's a, here's a survey that says they're not interested. And now I'm getting some anecdotal evidence here. I'm gleaning it. I'm drawing it or deducing it from this uh, survey and this study here that women are, are delusional about their own damn bodies when they can have children. Which is corroborated, again, by anecdotal evidence of of the handful of articles. You see one come out every year where some woman over the age of 60 gave birth and the kid was just fine. The kid was just fine. Everything's okay. You girls can have kids well into your 60s. The study also found that single women tend to keep their desires for kids to themselves, especially when in a professional setting. Only 28% of single women surveyed said they would choose to share in a professional profile that they eventually want children. In contrast, men were 36% more likely than women to share that they want children, according to the study. Previous research has found that having children isn't great for women's income. Yes, because they, they take time. <laughs> having kids is not good for anybody's income. They're, going to, they're not good for anything. Let, let me explain what I mean by that. Kids are worth having, and if you really want them, you really love them. But when you have kids... They take a lot of time. They're like dogs. They are going to subtract time from every other field and endeavor. You know what kids are also bad for? Your social life with your buddies. I mean, guys, what are they complaining here? It takes about 4% off of a woman's hourly wages. I'm surprised it's that little. While men's earnings increase by 6% after becoming five. What? No way. Really? Is this presupposing the women stay at home? The story has been revised to cut to correct the ages of the study participants. So that is 30 to 45. I don't know what you girls were thinking life was about. I well, okay, no, I, I I guess I guess it's it's not home ownership or retiring. It's it's your career. Man, think about that. Travel and fun and a sports car is below a career working and getting established and getting promoted outweigh fun. They outweigh toys. This is like you like broccoli more than you do ice cream. That This is such a spectacular job you feminists and leftists and Democrats did on women, convincing them that, that working was more important than having fun in life. Oh, my God. Or love of your own children. Bravo. You convinced women that falling in love and having children ranks way below slaving and working away and getting stuck in a commute. Hang on, I looked it up. I found the Steve classic line, guys. If you haven't, if you haven't seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, you gotta see it. Hang on, here it is. Listen, we're the weaker sex. Men don't live as long as women. We get more heart attacks, more strokes, more prostate trouble. I say it's time for a change. I say let them give us money. Let's live off them for a while. 
That probably shocks a guy like you, right? Well, it's rather a revolutionary thought. I can't... You know, and it was a joke back then. The whole joke of the movie is these two guys and they scoundrel rich American women off the French Riviera of all their money by acting like uh, the, the Prince of Beaumont-sur-Mer. And it's, it's one of my favorite movies. You guys have got to see it. But it was a joke. It was a joke. Like, who would want to work? Well, apparently, you got women willing to give up love, uh, children, family, and fun so they can get a promotion and they can work. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, well. Uh, what else we got? Oh, the scorpions. The scorpions. I could... Uh. I'm at the Southern Command. Before I take off on what ended up being a three-week-long motorcycle ride, which was way longer than I thought. I've been gone from the Twin Cities for a month, a week working on the Southern Command and having fun, but then a three-week motorcycle ride. And man, I had laid it down. I had put down boric acid. I did two perimeters because you want to keep them out, but you also don't want them getting in the house. So if you just put down one perimeter, depending on what side the scorpions land on, it's going to drive them to the house. So I put the boric acid around the house. Then I sprayed uh, uh, this anti-scorpion spray that either kills them or deters them. The goal is to get them to go out, away from the house. Get away from the house. Go into the neighbor's yard. I don't care. Go into the street. Go play in the street with the little kids. Have fun with those kids. I don't care. Get out of this house. Get out of this property. And the last two days before I had left, I, uh, I looked around. No scorpions. Usually you find two Maybe maybe three. Late at night, you go out there when it starts to cool down. They come out because they want to bask in the sun. Or not in the sun, but the, the rocks still have heat. The cinder blocks and all that have heat. Paving stones. this, And they go out there and they bask on that. And you can find them and you go out there and you kill them. But the last two nights I went out, there was none. I'm like, hey, I did it. I, be, I, be, I beat the scorpions. I beat them. And so this is like the last thing on my mind. I'm, I'm like very proud that I beat him. And I'm not going to get bitten and froth at the mouth and whatever horrible symptoms came with it. Not even thinking about it. I come back after a beleaguering three-week adventure, including hiking and this and temperature changes and all that other stuff. Throw on the light, go to the bathroom. There's a goddamn scorpion at the bottom of the toilet bowl. It's just sitting there. Just sitting there. He's under the water. He's right down at the bottom. He's just... I'm like, how the hell did you get in? I called my buddy. I said, hey, have you been home recently? You need to leave the door open or put a welcoming mat out for these guys? Took a picture. Oh, he's concerned now. Oh, he was... He was... Ah, you're over worried about it. They're just like spiders. They're all around. They never bite you. Oh, now he's worried. Now he's concerned. Oh, he's very interested on how the War of the Scorpions is going. Because if his nads get stung by a scorpion, oh my God, that'd be the worst thing. <clears throat> so I'm looking at this, this, you know, and I'm like, help, oh, darn it. So I have to turn off all the lights, quick do a sweep of the area, make sure there's not like a thousand of them or somewhere, somehow. And I start going online on the internet immediately, like, okay, how do scorpions end up, up in toilet bowls? Turns out it's very common. Like, this is a thing. They don't come up through the pipes. They come out. It's worse. They come out of the ceiling fan that's typically above the toilet. 
is there a ceiling fan above your toilet or a ceiling thing? I look, I'm like, yeah, they came through that. I'm like, God damn it. So now they're up in the attic. <laughs> and it's like, they can live for two days. So I want to do the autopsies. This thing's still alive. So I grabbed a rotor rooter and I poked at him. He was dead. They can live underwater for two days without food. I'm like, these, these scorpions are tough motherfuckers. And so then I, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to relax a couple days before my flight back to the tomb. Nope, we're back on the front lines. Went right back to the homie depot, bought a ton more boric acid, bought a ton of scorpion killer, and I nuked that place. Also got some cedar oil, and then I got a ladder. I went up into the attic, felt like it was a freaking, not predator, alien. It's all dark. It's all hot because the attic is hot. Outside, it's 103. Up in the attic, probably 120. And, like, just kind of poke my head up, make sure, like, scrub. I had a facial mask and everything. I'm not getting stung by one of these things. <clears throat> and I look around, and there's so much insulation in the attic. I'm like, well, this is, there's, I'm not going to tell you. You can't walk on the attic because uh, there's no floorboards. It's all, um, it's just the sheetrock and the, and the insulation. So the best to do is to, you got to caulk up all the, of which there are 15. I went through the house, 15 at the Southern Command. So I went back to the homie depot, bought another case of uh, of uh, what's it called, the clear stuff, uh, silicone. And then when I get down, I get to take off all those those you know escape valves, those vents. Hope there's not twenty of those assholes up there just lying on top of it, and then poof, they fall on me like rain. I get multiple sting bites. Caulk around, caulk on the thing, just caulk, lots of caulk. Porn stars don't even get this much caulk in their lives. And just that one. Now, that was the only one. That was the only one. Saw two more outside, though, that same night. I'm like, how did you get back? How did you get back? Although they were in different spots. Usually they are hanging out by the tree. Because that's where their food source was. But I disturbed that. And then I found... Yeah, I found them other places. So I did disturb them. I made them migrate a little bit, maybe even into the house. But I went around that house and I just caked it. Caked it in both, well, caulker I did the caulker, but I caked it in a ton of chemicals. <clears throat> and I have no idea. So my, my buddy, when he gets back there, I'm sure he'll go and do a sweep and look for scorpions. I'm sure he's going to look in the toilet bowl before he goes and sits down and go number two, Z, eh? All right, that's it. Um, the Older Brother Podcast, starting, not starting, it's every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you want, donate to the Patreon account, patreon.com slash Aaron Clary. I got to upload other videos there, and we were going to get pinups, but as you know how reliable, good-looking women are, they're not reliable at all. So I guess we're not going to have any pinups uh, in the foreseeable future. If you have to be a pretty girl and you want to like, hey, yeah, I'll do 1950s housewife type of stuff. Yeah, here, we'll pay you some money too. Uh, the books, check them out on Amazon.com. Asshole Consulting and the Amazon Affiliate Program. So if you guys have questions, remember, $35 on average for a video, $25 on average for an email. That is a lot cheaper and a much better expenditure of your money and time. Make sure you don't major in something stupid. Or I point you down the path the right way. Had one guy hit one out of, well, I wouldn't say hit it out of the park, but I definitely saved him a lot of pain and agony. 
he definitely got his $37. I had to charge him a little bit more. His problem was a little bit more complicated. But before you make any major life decisions, why don't you have the old captain look at America's older brother. Go to assholeconsulting.com. Check it out. And then please do all your Amazon shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. Bookmark CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. And then you'll have that Amazon banner right there to the right. All right. We'll see you guys later. Toodles.